0: Thanks for tuning in to Strap On Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. I'm a successful entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, and a guest lecturer at top universities along with Udemy for my course, Startup Essentials. In today's episode of Startup Journey, I have entrepreneur Steve Brown, the author of The Golden Toilet, Stop Flushing Your Marketing Budget Into Your Website and Build a System That Grows Your Business. He also has a podcast called ROI Online. First of all, thanks for coming to the podcast in the first place.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And tell me when you first came up with the idea for your business and your book, like what, you know, what, what started it all?
1: So first Jason, I had this a little bit of a journey where I was working for others, but I kept having this nagging feeling that I should, if I was so smart and felt that I could do things better, that was going on in the back of my mind that I needed to put my money where my mouth was. And so, um, with a little bit of encouragement and and a lot of trepidation, I started ROI online. And I wanted the name to convey that we understand that you expect this investment to move the needle, to grow the value of your business. And so that that's the essence of why I wanted to start ROI online.
0: Awesome. And when did you realize that you could actually start doing it full time and when you were able to take it to the next level?
1: Yeah. So... I think that when we got our first client, that was a like a real big relief, but in a way, they were you know they were basically like investors in my company in a way, if you look at it that way, they I knew I wasn't going to get rich and be able to retire, but they were help funding my startup and so we were able to provide what they needed and create a really good relationship, which brought other opportunities to us, referrals people starting to figure it out. And so and then we start getting out of the woods and, and relaxing a little bit.
0: Nice. I'm sure up until that point, you had some challenges that you faced. Uh, what were some of the, the, more, the more notable ones?
1: Well, the first one that was really, really um, um, oh important to me was I, ne- I needed to pay my first employee. And obviously, I wasn't paying myself. For a while, and so I think that getting to the point where I could actually justify paying myself too was like a big win. But it was it was six months before I was able to start doing that.
0: That's pretty typical. I mean, six months isn't that bad actually, because a lot of people go through up to five years, as they say, businesses fail in the first five years. So you did it in six months, not so bad. Um, if if you if there was a mistake you made that you wish you could have avoided? What was it and how could you have avoided it? You
1: know, I think the the biggest mistake that I made and would want to avoid is is not, you know, you want to, you're attracting people that are going to come on and help you grow your business, but not clearly communicating the direction that we were heading. And so people come on and they think they're helping and they think that they're going the direction you want to go. But if you weren't clear, then you've set up a time that a conversation is going to happen in the future where they're going like, you're you're not doing this like you, you know, like I understood. And so to let someone go was really hard. But so I would really get clear on my culture and where my vision is that I'm going and and write it down. And actually, you talk about it in the first conversation that you're having, considering that new team member potentially joining.
0: That's great. And um, if you can go back to the beginning, right, when you first started the business, I mean, we all wish we could go back in time. If there was one thing you could have done differently or if there was an important piece of information that you wish you had when you first started your business, Mm -hmm. what would that important piece of information be?
1: I think my journey was you know I was doing that th- I envisioned a better way to do what I had experienced before in both on both sides of the coin as a customer and then as a, an employee to the similar customers and so I was doing what I thought was a better way but what I wasn't doing was creating a system a template to follow so that people that come on and start to fill in your shoes could see what you do so we're, we're good at what we do and we just naturally wing it and do it. But if you don't sit down and identify and codify a system or a process both for your employees that will adopt it and run with it, but also for your customers to understand exactly what you're doing. It's assumed they know I thought we kind of talked about it and and my book is a result of that part too.
0: I know exactly how you feel. That's why I have my book. <laughs> so you know, it's the same exact thing. It's like re- repeating the same process over and over again, using your methodologies, the things that work for you, and you start repeating them over and over again, you realize I better put it all down on paper. Mm-hmm. Well, other people should do the same thing before they start their business. And yeah. it goes without saying too, I'm, I'm sure there were some frustrating days where you wanted to just throw in the towel and you wanted to give up, but you didn't. What got you through those days?
1: Hearing So one time I was, I think it was a Christmas party. We had just a little company Christmas party for the employees and for customers. And I heard a conversation in the corner that I wasn't a part of, but I heard them talking and they were talking as if ROI online had been around for a long time and was going to be around for a long time. And it really convicted me because you know how it is. You know all your uglies and you know how how close to the, the cliff that you've been swerving. And I thought I got convicted that I need to start seeing it in the same way. And so just accepting that we're going to be okay. But it, for a little bit, it was like, Do you give yourself permission to do that? Yes. Yes, you should.
0: That's great. And um, if you have employees, I mean, what has it been like managing them? Like, what do you find difficult or easy to manage different employees in your organization?
1: There's not a one-size-fits-all management process or philosophy. No, there's not a... in the military and army is like, here's your rifle, get in line, whether you're a plumber or a doctor, right? And it's not that way in business. And you need to understand the motivations, internal motivations are different for each employee. And so that means you need to be a little insightful and it's, you need a management. Just like in a family, you know, this brother reacts a certain way under stress and this sister, she that situation is different. So you would have a different conversation. You need to recognize that and culture. You need to really, again, just like defining that template or that process, you need to be deliberate in what you stand for, why we do what we do, who, who would succeed here and who would struggle here.
0: That's great. Yeah. Every company has to have, you know, follow the same vision, be on the same page. If not, it'll fall apart. And that's, mm-hmm. that's very important. So that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um So, a lot of people say to me, and I'm sure they say it to you too, that we're lucky, right? We get to do what we love every day as our job, and they don't understand how hard we work to get to where we are, right. but there are a lot of perks and advantages to running your own business. What are some of the ones that you find in your life? Well,
1: for me, it's fulfilling that there, there. I was successful in a lot of jobs, but at times, the the job would change and it became unfulfilling. It became frustrating. And I was got, I was pulled out of my best area where I really soar. And so in my business, I'm fulfilled because I'm getting to overcome challenges and I'm getting to be in my best area of expertise. I love solving problems. I love seeing um, connections and relationships and patterns. And some jobs don't, don't fulfill that for me. So that's the fun part or the fulfilling part of this job. Is it easy? No, but it's fulfilling, meaning that, you know, as humans, we're designed to, to see ahead. Our eyes are not, our eyes are like uh, binoculars, not, they're not on the sides. And that means that we're aiming at something. We're going towards something and to be able to continue to move there's just this feeling of fulfillment that we don't realize, but that's what's going on.
0: Perfect. And um, when it comes to the person advantage, there's also something on the other end. What was the most difficult thing you had to do when you first started your business? Well,
1: le- uh, letting a friend go is one of them. But, you know, realizing that bottom line, the bug stops with you and you're accountable for money owed, money collected. Um, testing products, you need to step up and be able to to figure something out, even though it's not your job duty. But developing developing people, and then here's here's a, the thing that really gave me at ease with managing employees or letting an employee go or seeing an employee depart is that I see it like you've ridden trains and there's trains that are like express trains from one point to the end no stops they just go fast but local trains they stop at different stations and so if you can see your employees that some are going to get on at different times and some are get on will get off at different times and it's okay it's just a part of their journey on your your train
0: awesome so um running a business being an entrepreneur I've been in the situation where I've worked 16-hour days 7 days a week um when you're raising money and you have a lot of employees, and you burn yourself out, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, I don't do that anymore, uh, and I've had to learn how to balance my work life schedule. What are some of the things you've done to detach yourself from work and balance work and life a lot a lot easier?
1: I don't know if it's balanced for me. I really enjoy working, but i'm you know I've always been able when I take off I go meet my you know, my spouse or I go and hang out with a couple of folks, have some dinner I and mean, it gets my mind off of it. But I, I think that the day that I realized that I was kind of in the way when I was trying to do everything. So it's my, my client, I would bring them on that. I've been developing this team. That's going to take them from here. But I thought I had to be in all the meetings as an agency, you know, I need to sit there and make sure that the client was happy. But one day, just what hit me was I was slowing things down, thinking I needed to be there, and so I started to not attend the meetings. I felt guilty, but but it's like get over that guilt because I'm supposed to be working on the things that other people can't. Right, not doing the things that every that other people could.
0: That was a smart thing to. Um, I learned a long time ago from a mentor to delegate as much as possible. Uh, stop trying to do everything myself and to just trust that people will do their best, even if they don't. And you have to fix it. uh, It's still, it's still better to delegate. So that's kind of one of the things I learned early on. It took me a while to do that, but once I did my business grew, so Mm -hmm. it was definitely a smart move, Um, which brings me to my last topic. Um, If you could tell any entrepreneur who's about to start a business, some words of wisdom, you know, What do you wish someone told you when you first started your business that they should do?
1: I think you need to see systems. People will set goals, but they don't, they don't have these repetitive activities behind it to walk that long journey there. And so when you, when you start a business, actually, you know, you want to have a service, or you're going to have a product or whatever it is you have to design systems or i had an english professor this is the only thing i remember from the class but he said craftsmanship patterning is a, a sign of craftsmanship and you know i worked with my grandfather in the woodshop and he had these um jigs and what that meant was it, it had a thing that you was already measured and worked out all the details. You just had to use the jig and then your quality went up every single time. And I think that's what you, if you can start to think of systems and processes, it's huge. It's amazing how a lot of people don't use them naturally. And to do that was like, that'll reduce a lot of your potential hiccups and, and failures.
0: And and again, you say a lot of people don't do it. And I think that that shows that it's a lack of knowledge. There's people like you and I out there who are consistently trying to tell people, look, there's a way that works that we've been used to using for so many years that's almost guaranteed because it's worked for us so many times. Try to implement it. At least you'll get better results. And if you don't iterate and tweak and keep changing it till it works for you because every system isn't perfect, every system right. isn't gonna work for you, but the building blocks are there, the foundation is there. And so by following those steps, I mean you're you're at least guaranteed some some type of result that you can then get some data and analyze it and figure out what happened where it didn't go well or where it went really well, and you can double down on that or remove that from your process. So that's that's a great that's a great way to look at it. So, do um, you have any words of inspiration or encouragement for people out there?
1: Yeah. So, there's a story in my book, The Golden Toilet, and and part of my book's intent is to encourage you that entrepreneurs are people that want to do something different instead of just just show up and and clock out you know show clock in and clock out entrepreneurs are wanting to take a risk so but you have to see yourself different you have to understand so there's a great little story and it's about this tiger is going through the forest and is looking for something to eat it's on a hunt and he comes up on this flock of sheep and he sees a little tiger cub in that flock of sheep so he gets up and he walks over and the sheep run and the little little tiger cub's there, and he grabs him. He said, what are you doing here? You're a tiger, not a sheep. And the, the little tiger cub says, bah. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're, you're not a sheep. You're a tiger. And he walks over to the stream, and he shows him his reflection, even though he's got a little grass sticking out. He's been eating grass. And he says, you're not supposed to eat grass. You look like me. You're supposed to eat meat. And the little tiger cub said, bah. <laughs> so he sat him down there. and said, "You wait." So he ran and 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 completed the hunt, and he came back with some meat. And that little tiger cub never eaten meat before, and he re- was refusing it, trying to move his head away. And finally, the the tiger forced it down into him, and he, and the little tiger cub swallowed it. But he felt the surge of energy come out, come, and all of a sudden, just he couldn't help it. But this little bitty tiger cub roar came out. And so the moral of the story is we're tigers and we can't be eating cheap food and that we have to eat tiger food. So you need to hang out with tigers so that you can get ideas and energy, just like this podcast that's in tiger food. So that's my inspiration.
0: Awesome. And that's in your book, The Golden Toilet, available on Amazon and um roi online as well so i I appreciate you coming on to uh giving some entrepreneurs some great insight into the world of of business and marketing and um i appreciate it man thanks again for coming
1: i loved it thank you so much for having me awesome
0: i hope you learned something in today's episode if you did please share it with your friends if you have a business idea you'd like to pitch to me you can do so on my website jasonsherman.org Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. I really do appreciate your support if you decide to donate via PayPal, and I hope you tune in to my next episode.